This episode of the Kill by Kill podcast is brought to you in part by Smile. Watch Smile on digital today. Sosie Bacon stars in this terrifying horror tale that critics are calling haunting and scary as hell. Now you can buy Smile on digital right now and face your fears with over an hour of heart-pounding bonus content including the original short film that started it all. Available at participating retailers, Smile is rated R and from Paramount Pictures. To celebrate Smile's debut on digital, we're giving away five copies of the horror hit of the year to five lucky Kill by Kill listeners. Just email us at killbykillpod at gmail.com for your chance to win. And now, the body count continues. Boys and girls, Saw's giving time is here. That's right, we're talking about Saw 3D, the final chapter. It's another one of these on Kill by Kill. Well, greetings and salutations, Internet. It's your old pal Patrick Hamilton coming to you once again from Sawsville, USA, Canada. This is the Kill by Kill podcast where we are dedicated to celebrating the least discussed component of any horror film, the characters. Now we're going to unpack all the gory details of Saw 3D, the final chapter or whatever thing they put on the end of this to make it stand out or change it after the fact in the hopes that a uh, liar's untimely end is just the beginning of the jokes that we might make at their expense. And as always, there is only one person I trust that if I'm caught behind glass with my life on the line, she'll at least throw more than a leather briefcase at the window to try to break it open. The one, the only Gina Radcliffe. How are you doing today, Gina? Hello, Patrick. <laughs> oh, oh, I think, uh, Gina, have you been taken over by Billy the Puppet? You spent the past seven years talking about horror movies, oh, and yeah. I think it's time that you find yourself in your own horror movie. Uh, I did find myself in my own horror movie, and that was watching this movie. I uh, was literally prying myself out of my seat. I kept checking the time code, hoping I was closer and closer to the 90-minute mark, and it just kept going and going and going. Well, you know, I'm sure it was difficult. You you had to keep watching because your your wife and your son were were chained up on the on the on the ceiling of your house with a pack of, of wild dogs snapping at them, and sure. for and for every minute, every second you looked away from the television, they lower they they lower closer to the dogs. Yeah, no, that well, that's the only way to force me to do a good sauce giving is to really put myself in the pressure cooker, as it were. Now. I don't want to scare you, Gina, but we are not alone. That is right. We have a special guest in this game. He is both the host and producer of the very wonderful Screen Drafts podcast. The one, the only, Clay Keller. How are you doing today, Clay? Well, uh, Patrick, Gina, I'm feeling not unlike one of the uh, members of 
Bobby's team waking up and finding themselves in one of these fucking rooms in this abandoned insanitarium in the second half of the movie. Like I, I didn't do anything wrong. Sure. I don't deserve to be here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I'm in this situation because uh, you two are, have put yourselves in this. <laughs> sure. In this, in this awful, awful place. All you um, did was accept an invitation and yet you find yourself in this, green brown hell oh of God. an underground zoo now um clay i i'm going to ask this question and i may know the answer personally but please eludicate this to the rest of our audience what was your experience with saw before we 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 forced you to watch this one well, yeah. So, Patrick, I think, yeah, you are aware uh, of what my answer to this is going to be, Gene. I don't mm -hmm. think it's, it's possible you are not. And I'm sure the audience is not. Uh, as people who listen to my show know, I, I didn't really get into horror until I was in my 20s. And as such, uh, this is the only Saw movie I have ever seen. Perfect. Wow. What an introduction. <laughs> we are so sorry. <laughs> and I have never been more confused. Maybe like, I don't know when. Maybe at like somewhere in the middle of Memoria or something is the only time I've been more confused <laughs> watching a movie than the first half of watching Saw, the final chapter 3D, having never seen another Saw movie. You know what? That's okay because this is our third one mm -hmm. and, and I'm still not any clearer as to who these people are and how they're, and how they're connected to each other. I just, it's, it's incomprehensible. I think we've said it before, but I often feel like this is the sort of thing that uh, people who are not Marvel movie fans, you kind of hear that like how I can't imagine someone just walking into the middle of one of these movies and and understanding how this world works and stuff like that. And I, I was always going like, I don't know, hey, there's a cultural awareness that you probably have to like superheroes in general. So and, you know, if you have a fun time, if you don't have a fun time, that's really yeah, that, that is the fault of the movie. But I, I bet people can keep up. And then I watch one of these things. I'm like, oh, no, they're right. This fucking sucks. <laughs> this is terrible. I don't know what's going on. I don't know who these people are. And I don't know why they like it. It is fucking terrible. I, my, again, for the third year in a row, I'm going to apologize for to people who enjoy Saw movies. No one should ever talk you out of something you genuinely enjoy, whether or not it is the movie making or the cultural experience you had in watching these movies, nostalgia, it doesn't matter. You don't have to make excuses for me and my dumb ass and my stupid opinions. Be you. But I, I, but right up straight, this is, this is the fucking worst thing we've watched in Sonsville, USA, Gina. It is terrible. Yeah. I, the, the word I keep using for these movies is tedious. They're, they're, <laughs> they're, they're, they're tedious. Yes. And, and as I said on, on, on Twitter, soon to be RIP, mm -hmm. um, you know, of all the, of all the, uh, the, the Saw movies I have watched so far, this mm -hmm. one is certainly the screamiest <laughs> because all anybody does is scream and scream. Sometimes mm -hmm. they scream, get me the fuck out of here. Yeah. Sometimes they scream various characters' names, but mm -hmm. but there's a lot of screaming. Everybody yes. is constantly screaming. It's a it's a very yelly movie. Everyone is giving their all. If their all is their vocal cords, right. 
Clay, Which is, what volu- like, what volume did you watch this movie on? I well, this is I had I, I watched it early this morning mm. uh, because I wanted to make sure that I was uh, present and <laughs> and awake and engaged because I was sure. going to be coming on on a podcast that I was you know in, invited to be on and I was I was so excited to do this and I wanted to bring my A game. <laughs> uh, so I watched it at like eight in the morning and as such, uh, I had it turned down really low because my girlfriend was still asleep uh, sure. in the next room. And she still said she, she was like, wow, that movie sounded like a lot. And I was like, okay. <laughs> it is it a was, lot. And yet it's it was very little at the same time. It's so there's this like a 25 page screenplay. I'm sure I, I don't even like this is, and this is you guys were talking about how loud, loud this movie is and screamy it is. And that's yeah incredibly accurate people who you know listen listen to my shit know that i famously don't even like good movies that are really screamy and loud (laughs) uh so watching one of the worst movies i've ever seen and it was screamy and loud was a real trial patrick you described uh continuously checking the Mm runtime uh and i was absolutely yeah like keeping my eye on the big red or green <laughs> clock ticking down yeah. from 90. Uh, oh my goodness. And it just, and just the way it's structured, you have no clue until, until you get to about the midway point, you really mm-hmm. have no idea what's happening or where it's going or what is important or like, there's no structure to it. It's the strangest. Yeah. I fully, I, because I didn't know the series yeah. it opens. I mean, I know, Visually, I know the bathroom from the first movie or whatever that is, the room that the first movie takes Sort of a cultural awareness. Like you're in a pop culture, you know, continuum. So if you've seen anything, you've kind of seen a tile bathroom and a chain up to a pipe. You know, you get the idea. Carrie Elwes with the the hacksaw in his hand and uh, Tobin Bell. And I guess the image, does he always... uh, Go out in the town in like loose jeans and a and a, and a hoodie and a backwards baseball yeah, cap. Look, yes, because that uh, here's is, the thing, Clay. That's the best part of the movie. By it far. is uh, the the reason I chose this particular film over any of the other ones, which is always a random draw, was two factors. One, it was available in 3D, and we've done several 3D movies this year, and so I'm like, hey. I think this is a, a miniature theme that's happening within this season. I'm going to watch this in 3D because how could it possibly be worse than Amityville 3D or Jaws 3D? Spoiler alert, Jaws 3D is Jaws in comparison to this. <laughs> uh, I don't disagree with that assessment. Uh, and oh the goodness. other one was someone had posted on Twitter, RIP, pour one out for your homies is uh, uh, just a still of Tobin Bell dressed like a divorced dad whose girlfriend was in a sorority <laughs> two years ago. I mean, it's full on, how do you do, like, fellow, fellow kids, kids. Yes. Uh, from 30 Rock. It, yeah, he, he not just, a he, joke. He's just missing, like, the music Skip band on yeah. his shirt. <laughs> I mean, it is it is the wildest fucking look out of at least the the two other movies that we've watched, Gina, that he's been forced to as a get up in. It is just a wild goddamn decision, but we will get to that. Let us, let us rewind here. Um, 
Well, I wanted to, to point. I, I wanted to point out real quick to to Clay sure. because he does. This is his first Saw movie. Mm-hmm. Is the thing you have to know about Tobin Bell is his character. Uh, well, th- his name is actually John Cream, but just call him Jigsaw. Everybody does. Yeah, everyone uh, does. He his character died four movies ago. <laughs> And they still find ways Good. to insert him into flashbacks and and just they they still you know yeah, he still pops up in these movies, but technically his character has died for movies. Planned ago. All of this. So I He's, have several questions. Sure. Sure. <laughs> we I can't promise we have answers, but we'd love to hear. Because you've seen so you've seen at least two of these. Right, yeah. Each. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh okay, so I did not like I said, until about halfway through this movie, I could not have told you which scenes were flashbacks and which ones were taking place in the current like timeline. Sure. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. I had absolutely no idea. But the, all the stuff where Tobin Bell like saves Carrie Elwes uh-huh. is none of that's. Is this the first time we're seeing any of that, or have yeah. we seen this before? Yes. That, that is the, the grand reveal. Okay. Of this, like the thing, like okay, so. Uh, Carrie Elwes being alive at all. Is that a reveal? Like at the beginning of the movie that he didn't die at the end of saw or yes. is that something we've seen before? No, that this is, he has not appeared in a saw movie outside of a one. flashback or a flash cut of, Hey, previous, like a, a gotcha. saga cell. Which, the, which, which, these, which these movies absolutely love. Like I would say a good 33% of an average saw movie is flashbacks. Yes. <laughs> And, so, so, yeah, it felt very much like I was watching uh, Francois Truffaut's um, Love on the Run watching this movie. <laughs> I, it's the I, main comparison point. I'm going to be honest with you, Clay. <laughs> that is the first time Francois Truffaut's name has ever been mentioned <laughs> in connection with a Saw movie. And conversely, he may be turning in French in a grave right now because of it. Yeah. I, well, I hope so. <laughs> just, just spitting, mon dieu. <laughs> Why must he do that? <laughs> um, I don't think that's a real French accent. Again, I don't do accents. No. Long time listeners will be aware of my difficulty with accents. But yes, th- this is the first time we've seen him emerge from that dirty, yeah. dirty bathroom from the first yeah. movie. And that was okay where he like cauterizes his stump. That was... Yeah. That was all right. That was gross. But then there's the thing where Tobin Bell also like, does he, again, it's cut so quickly that I had a hard time kind of picking up on any, he seems to peel off a mask or something when he's like bald. Mm-hmm. Was yes. he masquerading as another character? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you. Is the, that in the, have that's you seen the, that before? Yeah. <laughs> that's the big, that's the big twist at the end of the first Saw movie, which okay. I will say is pretty good. When yeah. you, when you watch Saw for the first time, and that happens. He, he like he is disguised as a corpse, basically. That's been uh, that's, okay. that is uh uh in this room with Carrie Elwes and was it Lee Winnell or something? Yes. Is that the other guy? Um <laughs> and so two they legit do, actors and now a legit director are yeah. trapped in this room with a corpse. <laughs> And, but the corpse is actually uh, jigsaw, just yeah. you know, disguised. So yeah, that's actually kind of you've have if you haven't seen the movie, that's actually a pretty good reveal. And that's the last time a saw movie is ever actually interesting. <laughs> um, but yeah, but the thing is, with it being revealed that Carrie Elwes has been helping him, mm-hmm. would only be a shocking reveal if you've never seen another saw movie except right. the first one, because. 
every fucking Saw movie relies on this guy, Jigsaw, just somehow talking someone, quite possibly someone he has tortured at some point, <laughs> into yes. into suddenly you know, seeing his side of things and, and helping him out. This has happened three times already. Yeah, at least, at least in in the ones we've watched, he just like there's a reason why our one saw T-shirt in our T public store is Jigsaw has a posse because there's something about this dude that just people go, you know what? Listen, you tortured me. Mm -hmm. I had to cut things off. You know, I I hoped I I would live. I kind of wanted to die. But now that I'm through it. Yeah. I don't know. They need Maybe to do it's like time a, to kill uh, people with you. They, they just love it. HBO needs to do a uh, the 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 vow style doc <laughs> series about this guy but, Kramer, whatever his name is, Crane. <laughs> Figure out what in, is it instead of volleyball, him. you're digging keys out of your own yeah. guts, that sort of shit. Yeah, like 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 Costas back. like Costas Mandalore's character is like a, a a former like acolyte or apprentice of his who 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 goes rogue and yeah. then you have like shawnee smith's character who shows up in a couple other movies she's another one that he initially tortured and then you know she decided yeah he was you know i i like the cut of his jib i i think yeah. i'm gonna gonna see what this guy who 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 you know nearly killed me is all is all about I like I like his philosophy. I need to get on board. Oh my he's god! He's got he's got. I and, the, and this is all. I'm looking at my notes, and every note when there's a new character introduced, it's kind of my general impression of them. Followed by, are they, is are they in a previous movie? Because I just have <laughs> like is is Kroger brand Steven Dorff in uh, in previous movies? No, weirdly enough. He is, he is not, if we're talking about the same person, and I don't know if we are. Well, I think, <laughs> the well the there's also here. Kroger brand Ryan Gosling. Uh, but the, no, the, um, well, actually, if this is all Canadian, he might be related to Ryan Gosling. It's possible. Uh, Chad Donella. No, I yeah. didn't realize, so Bobby, who, by the way, uh, this movie is only second to Stephen Sondheim's company and the number of times they use the name Bobby in the dialogue. Um... <laughs> I didn't realize it was this this uh, the other guy from Boondock Saints. Yes, the yes. guy. Yeah, uh, man. Oh man. What 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 a what wow. a divergent career path those two have had <laughs> from a movie that I don't know seemed like okayish fun at the time and then got to be very not fun when it's like Joker 1.0 in terms of people's allegiance to this fucking movie and then. <laughs> to be at the point where one of them is on the biggest television show anywhere on television and the other guy's like well i just did saw 3d so i mean everything's coming up roses for me baby i was young indiana jones once upon a time oh, it is right wow. i was powder oh, <laughs> y'all, remember, y'all y'all remember powder <laughs> but also it is really impressive to the to the degree to which there is not a single good performance in this. I mean, oh, Tobin, no. Tobin no. Bell is it has a you know, he's got an an aura. He's got a gravitas whenever mm-hmm. he's on screen with mm-hmm. his voice. This Costas Mandalore guy oh, had oh, is God. at least he's like big. I don't know, he's imposing <laughs> in some way. We we have described we have described him as 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 a human can ham in in a, <laughs> oh, in, a, in, a, in, a talking, in a jacket. 
I mean, and I'm sure he didn't have any competition until this movie when Carrie Elwes walks in doing fucking like Hannibal Lecter. Like, was, <laughs> was he like that in the first movie? Like the scene no, where he's, he's in the shadows just and like walks up with the cane. No. And he's no. like doing, he's like doing a voice. I'm like, wait. <laughs> Well, that's the thing. Like, like as soon as he shows, when he shows up as the the leader of the the support group, like, mm-hmm. the, like the very second he's on screen, I'm like, I'm like, he's helping him. He's helping yeah. him. I actually <laughs> thought, I split second, I thought, I thought, I thought, oh god, what if Jigsaw does some sort of like Mission Impossible, like pulls the Carrie Elwes mask off, and he's and, and he's and he's Jigsaw. But you know, this is close enough. He pulls a pulls a uh, a happy birthday to me and exactly. just kissing people with rubber but bands. Yeah, on, I'm, nobody I'm, noticed. Like Carrie was who you know very obviously had a bill he had to pay or something, whatever. Right. I'm, I'm not going to begrudge the man, but like he's just like oozes sinister. And it's like, okay, mm-hmm. movie, you're not doing a good job of of hiding that he's going to be involved and in, you know he's going to be further involved in this movie in the, in the plot of this movie, such as it yeah. is. Yeah. Uh, okay, so let's let's just get into it here. Let's just try to crawl our way through this particular trap of this motion picture and just hope that we come out with all of our body parts attached on the other side. So we, of course. Uh, I assume in the timeline of Sawsville, this is like what last month? Who the fuck knows uh, when Saw One happened? But we're reintroduced to Doctor Larry Gordon. I think he's referred to as Lawrence, but I like Larry. It feels more familiar. So Larry has just emerged from sawing his own foot off and uh, now has to raise his own leg with his arms because obviously it's fake and there's no muscle mass in the pile of rubber in front of him. So he has to lift it up to cauterize the wound left by him sawing his own foot off up against a steaming hot slime pipe because, of course, Sawsville has hot and cold running slime, Gina. Just just constant filth everywhere. I don't don't know how he didn't get just to get immediate gangrene. (laughs) I just, I I've, I I know we've said this before, but there are no other movies on earth that are this green and brown for no particular reason. And then occasionally you go outside and everything becomes blue, but then you're right back to green, baby. Remember, <laughs> like, remember, remember uh, Joe versus the volcano. Yes, of course. Remember like, you know, when he worked at the medical supply company and mm-hmm. like everything is green and like there's right. that one scene where he's like looking up at the at the fluorescent light and it's like flickering mm-hmm. and like his one eye starts like twitching. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of like what watching a Saw movie is like for me. <laughs> Only that right. is funny and That's- this is just <laughs> bewildering. Yeah. You can't wait to throw yourself into a volcano. <laughs> <laughs> So he cauterizes his, his, his lopped off foot. And then the movie's just like, well, we did that. Everyone go do a bunch of credits. And then you cut to a fine Canadian morning where busy commuters do not appear to notice that there's just an open stage with it. Like a, I'd say it's a store window, but it doesn't seem to be connected to a store. It's just a display so there's two unconscious men slumped over a three-bladed saw contraption. And, of course, why would they? I'm sure this is what is in every display window everywhere in the world. Certainly, you know, this time of year for you, Gina, right. in New York, you're probably going by Macy's, and this is what you see every other day. Oh, yeah. I just often see, you know, people in pig masks just dragging <laughs> unconscious people 
you know, strapping him to a table saw and and then like hoisting a a, a semi nude woman onto the ceiling <laughs> of the structure. I mean, you know, it's a, it's Tuesday. Come on. Oh, okay. I have another question. The uh, <laughs> the like team of the fucking yeah, like pig mask uh, Foot Clan. Do they are they? <laughs> In other movies, or is this the first time we've seen? Those, well, there are other, they're always other people. Like he, he really uh-huh. does kind of have this almost cult of people right. who, who, okay. you know, we'll so you just need a full blown we'll, like we'll just help him yeah. with this stuff. You need a full blown like event team to oh, pull yes. off these things. Yes, you yes. like you need you need a crew of like twenty people and city permits to to do most of this stuff. That's How the fuck crazy. would you set this up, Clay? How would you <laughs> set this up without any goddamn curtains over these fucking windows? I thought for sure it would establish that there was something in the way of people seeing it because. For reasons I can't even begin to comprehend, other than the movie just needs it yeah. to happen. People start, you know, stop crossing in front of it and just look at it like, hey, what's going on here? And then the visual language of this movie up. is the direction of this movie is is incoherent. And the visual yes. language is completely confusing. And I guess it's, I don't know. If we stop to try and uh, figure out the logic of every beat of this movie. We're going to be here till tomorrow. It's going to be as long as one of my damn shows. But I, the, I, hate, I think I, I guess it's I hate to do this, Clay. But wake up. this is the point of the show. Oh, no. We just <laughs> try to make sense of this shit. It's it is yeah. truly the worst thing we've ever come yeah. up with. Gina is trying to make sense of a saw movie because it is incomprehensible <laughs> that people were just like walking in front of this from. The moment they got up and started their day until some until just before someone wakes up from their pig mask coma and they're like, oh, blah, 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 blah. and then they're like, hey, is something going on here? Are, are these people chained to a three bladed device? Maybe I should pay attention. And so, yeah, yeah. do start waking up. And this is the best scene of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> It's By the a way, real steep decline. I think this this is this is the scene, the only scene in the whole movie that I had fun with was was this scene. <laughs> so let's meet Brad and Brian. That's right, folks. If you haven't noticed already, this film has a real B name issue because you've got Brad, Brian, and Bobby. Mm-hmm. And so why they named these two guys in this this triangle relationship both named B's, I I don't know, but. I'm pretty sure someone speed ran through the, the writing of this screenplay. So I guess we just have to deal with it. So Brad and Brian are two guys just like you and me, only they're chained up to a massive three headed saw blade machine. And I have to assume by the matching overalls that they're wearing, that they're either local fishermen or part of a dance troupe trying to save the local youth center for being torn down to make way for condos. <laughs> Sure, but Patrick, it's no, it's even it's even funnier than that because clearly they are like dressed up to look like they are mannequins in this, uh, you know, like uh, hardware supply company uh, display. And I like that he went and got matching (laughs) jigsaw, went and bought matching fucking overalls for this to make it look like they were representatives of this company. I mean, this display. He's kidnapped these people. He's uh, rendered them unconscious. And he's like, I don't know. 
what says construction worker to me? And he goes, gets two matching sweaters. Like this one's too tight. This one's too big. It just okay. needs, they need to be fitted well for my aesthetic tastes. Uh, so above them is a, a, a young lady named Dina. And when her curtain comes off, uh, that is the first time I'm like, they put a curtain on her, but not the two unconscious guys. How did the curtain come off? Are you telling me he rigged a fucking curtain to come off? Like that's the stage managed within an inch of its life. I was going to say that that's the, that's the reveal that you have a problem with the way everything else is, <laughs> is timed in this movie. Everything like, else like works, the, Gina. Like the little, the, like the, 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 the uh, marionette coming out on the tricycle that didn't, <laughs> that wasn't plausible yeah. to you. How That's can so anyone funny. else see the marionette? It's behind the table. That's bad stage <laughs> management, waiting. Gina. Half the people in the audience can't see that fucking puppet. Come on! Is, the pup, is there a speaker system? <laughs> can the people outside the box hear what the puppet yes. is saying? Yes, it is being broadcast. There well, is yeah, a slight the, echo here's, to the audio. Here's the thing about also about these movies that cracks me up. I know, Patrick, we we've talked about this before, possibly in the first one we did for this. So, mm -hmm. like Jigsaw's whole the shtick is is punishing people that he he perceives as you know having having bad morals. They've right, done yeah. they've done something bad, but he has a very vast and varied. Like your know, list of sins that uh -huh. people have committed, like he's it, extremely judgmental, yes. right? Like yes. in like in part six, was it part six where he like uh, had the guy who was the, the pedophile, right? Well, I, I, that might have been that might have been four. That was four. That know. was four because four okay because six was the 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 medical insurance company that kept turning down like cancer patients yes. and stuff like that. Yeah, so that's yeah. bad. But then like in four, you also have him punishing somebody because he's a workaholic. Yeah. <laughs> and then like, like, and, and Jigsaw's really like, you should have spent more time with your wife. <laughs> <laughs> and then this one, it's like, oh, well, you know, you guys are in a love triangle and you don't realize it. And it's like, yeah. all right, who gives a shit? You know, I was, I was, I was I mean, like morally wrong to other people. Like, like it's like it's like you, you, you. What are you, Jigsaw? The Catholic right. Church? I mean, come on. But I suppose. Know? But I guess it's technically not. It's not Jigsaw. It's not whatever his name is, Crane. It's it's is it who's doing this one? It's is it's it it's the it's it, 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 it's Hoffman, which is like. It's like okay, but they didn't do anything to you either. Right. Like, like what? Right. Like, what is the point of you you punishing someone because yeah. you know they got played by the same woman? So you know, the two so the two dudes didn't do anything wrong. No, that doesn't seem to be fair to me either. Although I do love. I mean, like I said, this is my favorite. There's like a there's a humorous irony to this one that uh, I enjoyed that is uh, d completely devoid from the rest of the movie, but. There's okay, so but Hoff was Hoffman doing this one, or was Carrie yeah. Elwes and his pigs? They are just responsible for what happens in the sanitarium with Bobby, baby, Bobby, Bubby, right? No, they're not actually not responsible for any of that. They None of only it. come into it's play. Just Hoffman doing all all of this, all of this, all of this. Oh not God. only that, but all to a certain degree, the vast majority of it is planned for Hoffman by Jigsaw in advance. Oh, okay. So 
there are just this, the amount of planning going into every single one of these stupid fucking games is asinine. It just is incredible. And Gina, you're absolutely right. The sliding scale of what is wrong with somebody before they get put in one of these traps goes from pedophile, police corruption, destroying the healthcare industry to, I don't know, she shouldn't be dating two guys at the same time. What the fuck? <laughs> like we have really lowered our goddamn standards here to just like casual romantic liars. I I'm pretty sure their just desserts are going to happen. You don't, I don't need bloodshed from these fucking people. That is just goddamn crazy town. Is it possible that Jigsaw has just been so effective in his, in his, uh, you know, his crusades here that he's taking care of every truly bad person. <laughs> right. He's down to this. They're all the way they talk about it on the news. And again, I don't know at what part in this series, the lid got blown off of Jigsaw, but they it's Jigsaw is like the topic of most news programs. Like there's been some sort of a Jigsaw plague that has swept it, it, the world. It's uh, an industry town, Clay. <laughs> Jigsaw is the biggest thing in Sawsville, USA. They don't have anything. They don't have a sports team. They don't have local political intrigue. They've got a, a police department with a, let fewer and fewer and fewer and fewer cops because in every movie he kills a dozen goddamn cops. So I don't know how they fucking recruit. And then you have whomever is left, which at this point is a two local fishermen and the chick they're both banging. Like we have run out of things to be upset about at this point. Um, just going through is like, are there, there's, there's no more pedophiles. <laughs> I, I, I killed. I killed. Are them you all? sure I got all of them? <laughs> There's got to be a couple more, right? Like, uh, all right. well, maybe, this girl's maybe, a tease. I guess it'll have to do. Uh, how, about, how about how about any uh, some uh, wife beaters? We got wife beaters. No, <laughs> oh, Jesus. All right, <laughs> a, little, <laughs> a little too efficient, I guess. <laughs> like, is there anyone cheating on their property taxes? Like, what's going on? <laughs> so, um. I, I have to give it up to one character here. And this crowd is just full of people desperately trying to be the main character in every frame. But there's one woman who bravely attempts to break the glass with her leather briefcase. And it's the weakest attempt at saving one. And everyone else in the crowd just stares. Yeah, I, I, no, I, I find it hard to believe that in that crowd of maybe a hundred people, not a single person has a firearm somewhere <laughs> Well, that's the thing. You know who arrives who have plenty of fucking firearms? The goddamn police. And you know what they do? Keep the crowd away from yeah. the glass. They what, probably what? assume that it's a bunch of pedophiles in there. They're like, <laughs> let's just see how this plays out. <laughs> And they find out later, really embarrassed. I mean, they did something. It's you know, they did jigsaw. Yeah. In, in earlier movies, are there any? Is there ever like a, like a, you know, like a movie? Obviously, he's he's good at at converting, you know, peons for his to kind of help him achieve his mm. means. But uh, uh, is there ever like a cult that's like like uh, celebrates jigsaw as this like great vigilante or anything or? Like, is it like the Saw movies where suddenly people are all dressing up like, like, um, uh, ghost face? Like, do people like dress up like 
the jigsaw marionette you, for Halloween or anything? Or is you it know all what? just totally it, like siloed? It, it hasn't happened in the ones we have seen yet. <laughs> yeah. But I would not be shocked if if either we just haven't seen it yet or it's in one of the later ones, because that absolutely sounds like something they would do. It, it, it sounds like something they should do. That's the, the whack ass thing. So it is pretty wild that they haven't done it, at least to the point we've seen it. Who knows? Who, who can even say? Because we we haven't seen them all. And Jesus Christ, Gina, what are we going to do when we have? What are we going to do when we <laughs> That's have? a lot. That's going to be a while. I mean, they're like, <laughs> they're like 10 of these fucking things. And they just announced another goddamn one with Tobin Bell. Yeah. Gonna oh, find, some, find some cause because he has like you know eighty thousand hours of recorded material talking as this character. <laughs> From the file of Jigsaw. Um so here we go. Uh we get a title card and then we go back to Saw Six, where Mrs. Saw or Jill, uh whatever, finally does something. She puts detective sausage roll um in a reverse bear <laughs> trap. Which he he managed to get out of by wedging the jaws of it in between the bars of a a window, and, and of course you're you're saying Clever. to yourself, why would there be bars on this door? I'm sure Clay is is what you're asking. Yeah, but I'm going to tell yeah, you. Have, wait, have we seen those bars on that door in a previous song? That a good portion of that sequence has happened in the previous movie, okay. which we covered last year. Now. I don't know if you're sitting fully on the seat or you're just using the edge, but I need you to make sure that your socks do not fly off your feet when I tell you where they are. Are you are you are you ready? I'm ready. Clay, they're in an underground zoo. All right. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> they're in an underground zoo. A facility on a zoo property, or they are no, no, in no, no, a, no. a this zoo, is a zoo that, is that is primarily underground. underground. This hmm. is an underground, an old abandoned underground zoo. And why would you abandon an underground zoo? I don't know. It's fucking Sonsville, USA, Canada. I don't know what their fucking industry it, is. But it, it's it is a testament to the production design in this movie. That it takes place in an abandoned insanitarium, uh, mm-hmm. various uh, police buildings, an underground zoo, <laughs> but every room is identical to the next room, and you have no idea where you are at any given moment. Right. Just everything is green yeah. and rusty. Part of this it movie does- could take place in space, and it would be a <laughs> nondescript room with gray walls. <laughs> <laughs> There's only one place it could if they went to space, it would have to be on the Nostromo just simply because it has to be somewhere where there's steam, it's green and it's wet. And so, and it's a set they're borrowing from another production. Yes, exactly. To save money. Listen, the the way they reuse sets, uh, we're going to get to it because I think I found the fucking mother load, Uh, but we will get to this. So it turns out that, that, that detective Hamhawk was able to stop the reverse bear trap by sticking it in, in, in between those bars. And he only gets part of his face ripped off, which you would think would hold you back as a murderer with a giant face injury and a gash on your hands for some fucking reason. But it turns out that Jill, despite running awkwardly in heels past racks and racks and racks of maintenance coveralls 
she's able to hide from this fucker amongst the many maintenance coveralls. And he goes off to another location like a hippie you're not supposed to follow. And and as a result, he carries the bear trap with him and what appears to be it's covered in barbecue sauce. That's the only way I can describe the blood in this mm-hmm. movie. It well, that's the thing. It's we, like did, movie blood. It looks like barbecue did, sauce. Did, did, we me- did we mention that this is in 3D? Yeah, you did mention at the beginning of the... Uh, <laughs> that you, I watched it in 3D. That you watched it in 3D. I did not. I yes. watched it on Hulu. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, I can obviously tell what parts were meant to be in 3D. Sure. And, and you can also tell uh, that the way the blood was shot is supposed to be you know enjoyed if you want to call it that in the miracle of of, of, of three-dimensional technology because mm. uh the blood is kind of a weird shade of pink it's very odd i i don't know what went wrong here or it's a color timing thing it, they- it was color timing to make it look it, so it would come out dark because they expected it would come out darker in 3d Oh yeah, yeah, sure. That 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 is an actual fucking explanation that I'm willing to accept. <laughs> At least we would know. Like, okay, unforeseen circumstances. It's not just because it's so fucking cheap that you can see the seams and motherfuckers' costumes throughout this entire movie. It's just oh, everything about it seems like it's been rushed. Like. Everyone gets an extra 20 in their paycheck if we get done by six. That's the whole movie feels like that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. If, they get, if they get done by, by, by six, they make a whole $40, huh? <laughs> That's right. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Detective London Broyle stitches up his own <laughs> face like a real itchy the killer. And, and he's, just, he's, totally, he's totally calm. I mean, he's got this, like gash from like his ear to like the corner of his mouth and he's just like stitching time saves nine and just yeah. like he doesn't care he doesn't, he, you know he's fine for the first half of the movie he doesn't even really clean off his face which i think is a problem you need to clean that up otherwise that crazy scar you got going across there that's that's gonna get infected that's gonna turn pink and raw you know, especially when like you're just walking around like a like you know a sewer tunnel the entire movie. <laughs> sure, but he's got things to do, baby. And so, luckily for us, the Sawsville PD are going to give us something completely new, Gina. Something we've never seen before. Another cop character. That's right. We got a new one, baby. He looks like all the other ones, only this one is named Gibson, and he's played by Final Destination's Chad Donella, still rocking that weird Long Island accent, despite the fact he's making movies almost exclusively in Canada. (laughs) So Jill really wants to come cling to the Sonsville PD, and she asks for Gibson, for reasons we do not know and we will never find out but he sent in there and she's like i want immunity and he's like you can't just ask for immunity you have to give things up before that even happens now i'm no lawyer but if you are looking to get immunity for your many crimes and participation in other crimes 
I would say rule number uno is do not talk to the police about said crimes until the DA signs on the bottom fucking line. Gina, you work in the law business on occasion. Yeah, that's generally like if you say I have information, uh, yet you don't say anything until you have an actual agreement in hand. Yeah. No, 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 no. But he's uh-huh. like, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. I'm going to ask nice. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, with this weird New York accent. <laughs> and then uh, she, finally Jill goes, all right, I know who it is. It's Detective Porterhouse. And he's like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like the only other fucking cop left alive in this whole fucking department. Of course it's him. Well, there's Rogers as well. He's still alive for the time being. But it seems like. <laughs> Like Kroger, Ryan Gosling really has it out for <laughs> Hoffman. Yes. And we will find out why later on in the movie amongst the dozen or so flashbacks that the film gives us instead of story or plot. Uh, but we then uh, cut to said Detective Porter House and he's burning the fakest IDs I've ever seen because they're twice as large as they need to be so that you can read the type on them. And then he's burning them in a pan. <laughs> Is he fucking serving them table side? Why are you burning shit in a pan? You weld nonstop. You're telling me you're burning your license in a fucking pan. He's like, te- he's testing those, uh, those you, you made for t- this only sold on TV, uh, special frying pans and nothing sticks to them. <laughs> Sure. You can do anything to it and it's still nonstick. You can burn your ID so they can't follow you and, and prosecute you for your crimes. But speaking of crimes, like the gambler once said, you got to know when to hold them and you got to know when to fold them. And you would think with half of your face ripped off and you burning IDs in a pan like a fucking psycho, it's time to pull out. But no, Hoffman goes into a safe where we see stacks and stacks of cash, which you would need in order to buy these fucking supplies that he's using. But (laughs) instead he pulls out a file and he goes, time to go to work, baby. Like, does he earn more money? The more people he kills, is he in this for the money or is he in this for love of the game? Clay. Um, I don't know why those are mutually exclusive. I, think, you know, I feel like people who are good <laughs> at, are who are good at what they do, people who are passionate about what they do are good at it and they sure. deserve to be compensated to, you know, in a consumer manner. I just, I just keep looking at, I just have the IMDB open here. We keep talking about Hoffman mm-hmm. uh, and, and Patrick, you've, you've come up with so many uh, hilarious um, <laughs> monikers for this man, but his real name is like the name of like an Elden Ring character. <laughs> <laughs> Costas Mand- Mandalore with a Y yes. is just one of the most fucking like the Witcher names I've ever seen. <laughs> I can't stop staring at it. Like I feel it, like if I stare at it long enough, it'll make sense, but it hasn't happened yet. It probably much like much the, like a Saw movie. <laughs> I think the reason we don't bring up Costas Mandalore's name more often is the fact that it's the most interesting thing about him. And everything after the fact is is that he's just like this porchetta uh, in a business suit running around killing people. <laughs> and it just it's just wild to me that 
after what he's just gone through, he's like, you know what? I can't stop now. I'm juggling too many things. And it brings up something that I think we talked about briefly in the last uh, Saw episode, Gina. And that is, if you're, if you have these big games, why are you doing this piddly ass shit? Like, uh, like uh, sawing a, a love triangle in half. Like, why waste your time with that shit if you're going after big game where there's like four different rooms and giant, tri- you know, you're building an oven uh, ad hoc. Like, when does he have time to do this shit? I I, I tried to uh, to organize my junk drawer today. I only got halfway through that shit, Gina. He's really efficient with his time. Well, I also, you know, like, how does he, how does he know that these people are engaged in some sort of, you know, you know, love triangle like like you know like at least at least you know some of the people in in you know in some of the saw movies he had he had a personal connection to them like Mm -hmm. the 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 uh you know i dare to say that his motivations in uh saw six you know were somewhat understandable because he he got turned down he needed some sort of like radical treatment for his cancer and this this health insurance company turned him down which is obviously a a real thing that happens to people yeah yeah yeah. so you know that made sense that he would you know want his revenge on 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 the people who made this decision but and like you know obviously anybody would want to you know torture a pedophile because pedophiles deserve to be tortured but you know it's like would he overhear this woman like you know making two dates in the same night with you know <laughs> like Jack Tripper or something and he's like well that's a bad girl she needs to be punished and and you know finally you know puts together a dossier on this whole you know complicated bullshit you know between a bunch of 20 year olds when you know when you know when that's the time you're supposed to get involved in these stupid bullshit love triangles and that you know now he has to like you know I'm gonna punish you for this like strapping you to a table saw it's like he read about it like a, a rumor on MySpace. And he's like, I'm bookmarking this because these people have to pay. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, yeah, it, it's like, okay, where's the the, the, the personal connection here? You know, what is this? They've run out of that. They've run out of this shit. This is literally, it feels like a movie that's a legal requirement. Everyone signed that they would do it and like, oh shit, we need to make a movie. It's, it's, it's almost Halloween with. again. <laughs> my god we've got to get this shit in theaters and in 3d so to wit meet bobby he's on a book tour touting his story of survival from winning a game with jigsaw and i'm gonna guess uh that he has a deep dark secret that's going to cause multiple people around him to die in horrible ways now that's just a guess we'll have to see if that comes to fruition but why there are so many people in this television studio sitting right next to union camera guys, I will never fucking know. It's almost as like no one in this movie has been on a TV set, which I find hard to fucking believe. But this is not how you sit around and watch people make television. I, I-, I hate to break the veil for everyone else, but this movie is fake as fuck. <laughs> no. Yeah. What? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Gina. Yeah, there's not I, a, there isn't a, a, a robust section of the credits for consultants on this. <laughs> <laughs> no, there, there isn't. 
local TV production consultancy is really hit the skids here. Um, my, my favorite part about the scene though, is he's telling you, you know, the story of his you know, survival and, you know, telling us you know, very vivid story about, you know, being, being, you know, strapped up by, you know, by his pectoral muscles, you know, like, like, Hmm, that's not going to come up again later in the movie. <laughs> uh, I guess nobody ever, you know, asked to see scars or, or, you know, anything like that. Just there's completely taking his word for this, that he, you know, he survived. Also, what does survive stand for? Because it's an acronym for like the, the name of this book. I wrote down the same <laughs> yeah, thing. I don't know it's obviously an they, acronym. They, they never. But no they never one ever say. reveals what the solution is. But, like, but what the, does that fucking stand for? The, the, the talk show hostess is is very upset that that he the you know when he tells his you know his lurid tale of survival that that he neglects to bring his wife out so he could give her a kiss. And it's yeah. like, but that's what the audience wants to see. And it's like, <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure the audience wants to hear the lurid story about how he survived an encounter with Jigsaw. Yeah. I, you don't just invite people to your interview in the middle of it. Like, come on out, honey. That's not really the way TV oh. interviews work. But again, I have guys, I have it. Oh, okay. I typed in survive saw 3D. <laughs> yes. Oh, no. There's a page there's a page for this book on the Saw Wiki, the Fandom Saw Wiki. Oh good. Um it only appears in Saw 3D. Mm-hmm. Uh its purpose was to gain wealth and fame by publishing uh this fabricated story surviving. Its status is inanimate. <laughs> so this is all good information. Um, I love it. I love it. But it does there is like th- three or four paragraphs about this book uh on the wiki, but it does have what each letter of the acronym stands for. Uh, I, I'm keeping uh, my shoes on because I don't want my <laughs> socks to fly off. Hit me, Clay. Okay. I, and honestly, I think just by, yeah, I don't even think you need to read the book. I think really just by knowing what <laughs> the letters in this acronym stand for, it could really change your life. Okay. So mm-hmm. this is S, mm-hmm. start your life anew. Oh, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. That's not an acronym. <laughs> These are whole fucking sentences. <laughs> Uh, no, this is like that song, you know, uh, Ella's for the way you look at me. This is, these, are, <laughs> these, this, this is a, this is a, this is a sweaty, sweaty acronym. So S okay. is start your life anew. Sure. Check. You understand your problems. <laughs> okay. R redefine your priorities. <laughs> oh God. This is, this, this is, this is the, the real, the real triumph here. V Verify your self-worth through commitment. <laughs> Verify? That Verify is sweaty as shit. Yeah. Your self-worth through commitment. I ignore your detractors. V value your loved ones. And E embrace every day as if it is your last. Oh my God. So Why not go. just come so up wait, with So wait, so this is actually words. like a this is like a self-help book then? And not yes. the, and not like a book about like his experience? It's both. Oh, it's both. Yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness. There's uh, literally wow. eight paragraphs about. <laughs> oh, we love the wikis. We love the wikis because it's pretty much all made up. Like it, this is not like, like, like lore from the movies. People just make this stuff up. We, we relied a lot on it for when we did our run on Friday the 13th, uh, yeah. which people lovingly like would give the characters, like they would, give their characters their parents parents names even though the parents are like never like like this character who has two lines of dialogue was born to mr and mrs you know schmelden schmeckle and and, 
and like also would say like you know you know like they were like they were they were buried at they were buried at Mount Pleasant Cemetery because <laughs> none of that was in the movie. No, I mean my favorite thing that. I this is when I knew our podcast was getting popular because once upon a time in the Friday the 13th wiki someone had put in for all the couples who had died that they were buried not next to one another but on top of one another <laughs> like they were just the tossed the, they were tossed in the casket together <laughs> Just one, one after the other. Like, why why give them two plots when you can just put one of them on top of the other for the rest of their natural-born deaths? Look, I'll and, say one thing. I yeah. th- If there's one thing that I know about people who edit these wiki pages, it's that they are clearly verifying their self-worth through <laughs> And they are living each day if it's their last. And ignoring their detractors, namely us. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure they understand their problems, though. They may have skipped that chapter. So uh, I guess before. that kind of explains that when eventually Bobby goes through his four trap runs, there's these scrawled messages on the board. And I do remember ignore your detractors. I'm like, what the fuck is that from? <laughs> it's the, from his fucking book, but the movie has no time to tell you that it's just, you would have to dream it up. So, okay, sure. Why not? Oh my God. Here's the good thing about watching this in 3d because now everyone's in focus and you can really see how much business is happening in the background (laughs) to really make that 3d worth it. And the people in this television taping are, it is no one told them that they were going to be on camera. Everyone feels that they are the main character in this story and they their facial expressions are telling you every thought going through their head. So we go from this to Jill. Jill is having a Freddy nightmare complete with a tricycle. And then out of nowhere, outside of the Sonsville PD station, Dr. Footlong kidnaps Jill. <laughs> And chains her, chain changes her from her outfit into a pink mini dress for reasons. Nipples. And uh, I was gonna say, made sure, made sure to take that bra off before he, before yeah. he redressed her. <laughs> she goes from broad to braless, but I mean, let's. I mean, I hate to be crude, but we're if we're bringing Betsy Russell to the table. Let's bring all of Betsy Russell to the table. And so she is chained up in the wildest fucking setup where there are train tracks with a mine cart that has a four-sided blade on it. And she just is chained up to be quartered by this steam train blade. And then she wakes up from a very obvious dream and this is the best part. And I, again, you may want to grasp your socks for this. On Jill's nightstand, there is a white wine in a red wine glass, two open bottles of pills, and a framed photo of her and her murderer <laughs> husband, Gina. <laughs> this little sweetheart photo of Jigsaw. 
Remember us when, when you only murdered one or two people a month, not the onslaught of death that came later. Like, why would you have a framed photo of your killer husband? Well, I mean, he didn't kill her. No, he killed almost everyone else in town. Uh. Clay, what murderer is on your bedside table? Well, I'll tell you who's not my ex, my ex-husband. <laughs> no, I, he knows what he did. Yeah, he knows what he did. Um, <laughs> and it wasn't nothing unrelated to the many, many. Um, I no, I don't. Uh, I don't like to have framed photos on my bedside table. I mostly keep those in the office, but I have lots of yeah. murderers in there. So, <laughs> well, listen, you got to you got to. Uh, that's what makes the All house the good a good ones. I'm yeah, kind yeah, of a yeah. basic bitch. <laughs> speaking of cut to the late chester bennington uh thank goodness with the time he had on earth this is how he spent it um he's playing a gentleman named evan who unlike every victim we've seen is receiving his instructions not by mini cassette or vhs but this time via eight track cassette gina i i i love it i love how many different like just just the 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 you know the the record the recording device enthusiast that that john <laughs> that, that that john kramer is i just picture like a warehouse just just full of reel to reels <laughs> and eight track recorders and mini recorders and and mp3 players yeah and, and just all this zooms, zooms. zooms. yeah just, just has, movie needs more zooms. You know, has, has anybody in one of these movies ever uh received their their game instructions via a zoom uh, a zoom, listen, rather. Fingers crossed for yeah. I, I, I want the, I want that. Great. I want that, and I want y'all remember those uh, those those Fisher Price cassette players where like the, mm. there was like yeah you could throw them downstairs. There that was like how sturdy <laughs> they were. They were like they were like brown. He's gonna he's uh-huh. gonna he's gonna have one of those like the you know, the chunky microphone yeah. like the little kids <laughs> sing into and it's, yeah I just yeah, just you know just full of all these different recording oh. devices. Why they never done so then my joke was going to be about doing like a like a wax cylinder but then that made me think yeah why have they never done like a prequel and uh jigsaw is part of this like tradition going back generations of insane <laughs> Rube goldberg machine murders and there's some like steampunk like 1895 played by tobin bell well, like, with, yeah. with a handlebar mustache with a handlebar mustache and everything is like steam powered and whatever like that would be we need more people getting their instructions delivered to them by Victrola. Hello, Josephus. You stole Mrs. Johnson's cow. (laughs) We need a Saw movie set during Reconstruction. I don't know. I don't know how (laughs) that hasn't happened yet. Jebediah, you delivered the wrong amount of hay. (laughs) (laughs) Reverend Pennyworth, you delivered soup to people in need. That soup was watered down. <laughs> now you'll have to wonder, did I do the right thing as you try not to drown? Like, come on, man. <laughs> you stopped accepting credit at the <laughs> Cracker Barrel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So let's get back to poor Chester. Evan is a racist skinhead. Uh, so I guess this is the feel-good portion of the movie. Again, I am fine with all these people dying, right? But yeah. also, 
where is the tension? <laughs> like, do I give a fuck if four racist fuckers die? Like, it's neat to see people run over and everything, but there's no tension. Like, they start the clock at 30 seconds. I'm like, you might as well start it at four. I don't care. I don't care yeah. about any of these down. people. I I was so disoriented. This is like 40 minutes into the movie. It felt like it, it could have been the third scene. I have no idea. But that was at this point in the movie, I was still so disoriented that I was pretty sure this was a flashback from a previous movie. <laughs> it might as well, you know, it might as yeah. well have been. It might, might as well have well been. been. But they need, this needs to happen so that the police are distracted by it. But uh, I, I, I guess, yeah. I don't know. It, it just, uh, <laughs> why? So Evan uh, has 30 seconds to, um, peel himself off of the car seat that he's glued to uh, before him and these three other people die in the fakest ways possible. So there's CGI guts splash all over the screen. So he can't, even though he's spitting as hard as he can, he's unable to peel his back off. A car lands on a lady's face. Uh, the car pulls a guy's arms and jaw off and it runs through the other guy. That third guy gets it the best <laughs> because he there's no torture to it. He's just strapped to a, a garage door. And then at the end of it, Evan, uh, he goes through one broken windshield right. into another broken windshield, which I guess answers the question. Does he even question. die? I assume he dies. I it assume seems like that- he could have survived that. Um, I think between a combination of blood loss and, you know, how long it might take the authorities to get there and do anything about it, it does seem to be that he does die. Right. They're they're still in the town square throwing briefcases at that glass. <laughs> sure, right. Like, how do they we can't even break through that glass right now. Oh, man. So, yeah, that I guess that happens because they needed something to happen. So now <laughs> we cut to bobby's support group meeting which takes place inside the husk of an abandoned church (laughs) what this why why would you go to an abandoned church for a support group meeting gina yeah i mean what whatever you know whatever people are left over that that jigsaw hasn't murdered Mm-hmm. you know apparently like you know they've they, they've left town and you know let the town be blown up in a nuclear blast because <laughs> everything just looks the dreariest the most desolate it's you yeah. know it's hardly ever daylight <laughs> i mean yeah. this should be a ghost town i don't know where that first scene takes place in the the logic of of as you call it uh sawsville but yeah. if if this city has had some industrious madman slaughtering any citizen who's committed a slight infraction. I feel like I'd move. <laughs> I feel like yes, I everybody mean, should have fucked off from this town. Right. Like earlier in the year, there was a lot of people wondering why anyone would stay in Gotham city and you go, okay, okay. Yeah. I can kind of see it, but I think the greater question is, why in the hell would anyone right. stay in Sonsville, USA, Canada? It is like, truly dire. Every here. night on the news, just like, well, Jigsaw killed a few more people. Like, <laughs> it's like a, it's just like so a running your turn. It, it, it's yeah. like a running ticker with like, you know, today's lottery numbers. 
Today's jigsaw-related deaths, 37. <laughs> Why they have never begun a teaser for the next Saw movie with a population sign that's just yeah. ticking down. <laughs> Like, like the, days without jigsaw related death zero <laughs> so yeah bobby uh, apparently there are people in this sequence who were in other saw movies um i didn't recognize one of them uh, there was like if the we, one woman who there was like the one woman who the, the one woman who cut her arm off i think she was oh. in, i think she was in uh six i think but okay. but that's all I, that's all I remember. They they really rely on and and maybe maybe that you know is part and parcel with these being released every fucking year for ten years straight. That mm-hmm. they they really rely on people you know having an encyclopedic knowledge of of you know who the you know sixty eight characters in these movies are and and yeah. you know and, and how they're connected to the story and whether or not what you're seeing is happening in this timeline or that timeline and and. It's all you know. Part of the tediousness of of, of this series is how unnecessarily complicated the storyline is. Yeah, it's just go. It, there's just filled and filled and filled with plot and almost no story. It's just a real weird way to do a movie. But at this point, it's an industry. They're just, they they decided this is what people want, so that's what they're going to give them. So Bobby is a filming all of this inside the Wolfen church and B telling someone that this is a quote safe space. Bitch. Have you heard of tetanus? Look around you. (laughs) So I'm not sure how one books an abandoned church, but the whole point of this is Bobby's going to give a motivational speech and then do the one thing his agent wanted him to do, which is call up his wife to give him a big smoochy poo on camera. And then out of the back, out of the mists, we get a slow clap. That's right, baby. It's Dr. Larry. And I don't think Dr. Larry was being honest when he congratulated Bobby on his promotional DVD. That's the best line in the movie. I mean, the the two best parts of the movie are Tobin Bell going full. How do you do fellow kids? And then this <laughs> yeah. part uh-huh. where El Cariel was just, I don't know if anybody has ever devoured <laughs> and uh, luxuriated in a line as much <laughs> as he does in like, I'm we're all honored to be included <laughs> in your promotional DVD. <laughs> DVD. Yeah, and, and it's like, is this, it's like, is this supposed to be? Are we not supposed to know that he's gonna, you know, turn out to be a bad guy? Because boy, yeah. oh boy, they not do a good job of that. <laughs> it's really, really bad. But if you are the main character, like if you're the guy who keeps showing up in this movie, you are a bad guy because you're going to get punished. That's just the way these fucking things work. I don't know why they should pick more obvious bad people instead of revealing over time that they're bad. Like at least six had a real shit heel from the moment go. And then you're just like making that shit heels life bad. But also they're like, well, shit heels wife and kid need to die. Like, No, they don't. They're not. No, no, they don't. It's a real weird philosophy in these fucking saw movies. 
I, you know, I, it's a shame that nobody ever got a chance to really sit down Jigsaw and have a real philosophical debate about what he's been doing. Yeah. Sounds like you could have gotten to the bottom of it. I, I'm glad that I had the benefit of never having seen one of these movies before. So I didn't really know that it was a trope uh-huh. that one of the main characters or one of the people who keep showing up is going to be in league with Jigsaw or acting as a proxy for Jigsaw. So I just really thought that, uh, that Carrie Elwes, <clears throat> when he went away for 50 minutes of the movie was really, I was like, Oh, they just brought him in for one weird scene. Huh? <laughs> okay. Good for Carrie Elwes. Remember this guy? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I gotta say the twist at the end got me. I didn't, uh, I didn't have expectations set up. Yeah, I see if you wish. if you had seen if you had seen even just one other you would have you would have known. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. he's he's help he's been helping him the whole time. They're for yes, they're all, they're forever tainted from now on for you. But uh because you were going to <laughs> oh, enjoy shoot. them all in a binge after this. <laughs> right, so yeah. um, oh, rats. Gina, mm? did you drink when you saw the obvious eater inside the coroner's office? Uh, I, I was like, yes, okay. <laughs> This makes it all worthwhile. Something for me, baby. <laughs> Bring it to mama. I need an eater in a coroner's office. Need, need somebody eating a hoagie over a corpse. I'm not sure if that's the same coroner that revealed Jigsaw's taint in Saw 4, <laughs> but I'd like to think so. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. You, 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 uh, you could have. But you, you could have gotten it worse. You could have gotten the one where we get full frontal Jigsaw. That was part four. <laughs> If you ever wanted to see his wang, finally the Saw movies give it to you. Uh, But Gibson gets a call from his partner, Rogers, who has found the four dead racists. And Gibson, over the phone, yells, get everyone away from that crime scene. Why? Like, none of you fuckers have ever found anything that links anyone to any of these murders. You suck at it. You've like, I've never been so mad at one of these movies as I was then. Like, you're not so good at this. They would have called you into any one of the other dozen and dozens and dozens of murders at this point if you were so fucking good at this. But no. Uh, Why them? Why now? Why the fuck not? this guy's not, he identifies himself as internal affairs. Like, I don't like, why is he investigating this case at all? I don't, because they've run out of homicide detectives <laughs> in Sonsville PD. Yeah, he's, a, he's doing, he's doing, killed everyone else. Yeah, he's doing double duty in the traffic department at the same time. So, because he's just, he's just killed everybody. You, know, you gave me a, he's you, a crossing you, guard. You gave like, me a parking, you gave me a parking all. ticket. <laughs> So um, Gibson tells a coroner's assistant to, quote, get these bodies back to the coroner's office. Like, no shit. What, was going to run a fucking pizza, uh, pizza delivery order in between this? Yeah, that's what he fucking does is pick up bodies and takes them to the coroner's. Like, that's his job description. Meanwhile, Rogers, gloveless turns on a light switch. <laughs> I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. Why did you take off your gloves to touch the crime scene? Um, it turns out Detective Jigsaw has left his bear trap and barbecue sauce behind. And then Gibson starts touching shit without his fucking gloves on. No one understands how CSI work works. It's fucking insane. Anyways, um... Bobby is he wakes up inside of a cylindrical cage. And this is where I have to ask. Um, Gina, 
where the fuck does Hoffman get all this iron from? I don't know. Like, at what point was Hoffman shown how to build these traps? Because he, he does not, he does we not never see him weld once. Yeah, he he seems to operate largely under brute strength, and and uh-huh. is, is not particularly you know you know, portrayed to be smart or savvy or good with his hands. You know, I mean, he's so clumsy and and sneaking up on people uh-huh. that you know you have to assume <laughs> that they have headphones on and can't hear him coming. But are like, we, are we a thousand percent sure that? It's not Carrie Elwes doing the Bobby House of Horrors. <laughs> because that makes so much more sense to me. He's got like a team that we see. Mm-hmm. He's got his yeah. his clan. He we know that he like well, he said that he was honored to be included in Bobby's thing, but as we suspect, we think that may have been sarcastic. And yeah. so he he like has a he's the one who has a connection to Bobby. Uh and it seems like if he was like the original acolyte of 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 Jigsaw, he would kind of be the one who's most insulted or whatever by Bobby uh, lying about an encounter with Jigsaw. And then it yeah. seemed like mostly what what Hoffman was trying to do was get at Jill with the like re- replacing one of the bodies of the racist to get into the cop. Like I, I was under the assumption the entire movie that El, well, once it was revealed that Elvis was doing stuff, mm-hmm. that he was kind of in charge of the House of Horrors, unless I totally just missed something. No, this is all planned in advance by Jigsaw and the plans then given to Hoffman. And oh my God. It, I, when, whenever ex- that was revealed, I was looking away from the screen. I guess this, this is all shit I've we've picked up over time. It is not explained within the context of the movie at all. The other thing that you don't know about uh, about Tobin Bell's character is that he was an architect. And we, we know this because in one of the movies, he's featured on the cover of Architect Today. <laughs> <laughs> I almost forgot about that. <laughs> I know. Listen, there are certain things that are just live on in my mind. And this the sight of Tobin Bell on the cover of Architect today is looking like cigar aficionado is amongst them. Clay, Clay, um, would you like to know? Would you like to know what uh, what triggered all of this extremely elaborate <laughs> death uh, 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 you death planning and murdering uh, in in John Kramer's life? Would you, Would you like I to know? So, um, his wife had a miscarriage. Oh. That's yeah. it. That's it. I mean, I don't mean to, I don't mean to minimize. I guess that'll do it. I, I don't mean to minimize the, the 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 pain and tragedy of a miscarriage, but it's I think it's a common enough experience that if you if everybody went out and killed because of it, <laughs> yeah, you'd have a a serious population problem within about six months. Yeah. Yeah. That uh, that it is uh, to to me to, you know, to 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 clarify. You know, she is accidentally hit with a door by a a a a, a drug seeking burglar, and this this causes the miscarriage, and and basically you you John Kramer's brain just like snaps into two, and he never recovers. Yeah, and as a result, like truly hundreds of people die in the most over elaborate ways possible. And I just don't know what the welding budget is. Like we have in the past wondered, does he buy his knockout gas in bulk? 
but truly like to weld shit together requires materials and the propane gas necessary to weld shit together. And I can't imagine Hoffman is able to do that. It, it just, it doesn't make you, any you, fucking You think sense. they'd be able to track the like gas delivery, the propane delivery uh, uh, bills back to where we, you know, wherever you know, Hank Hill drives up and, you know, drops off his monthly, his monthly supply. Yes. Well, and at a certain point, they just start investigating underground layers. Just do a sweep of all the underground layers, and eventually you will find enough of these fucking traps to shut this shit down. Okay. We got to get to a flashback here. I, it's been too long. So in this flashback uh, of Bobby, we appear to be in an ad for the worst wig shop in Canada because everyone is rocking the worst piece of all time on top of their noggin, not just on their head, on top. Um, Bobby watches a former victim of Jigsaw on television and the guy next to him says, man, if you weren't so fucked up afterwards, someone can make some serious money <laughs> talking about their experiences. And then a light bulb goes off in Bobby's head. And he's like, ha, ha, I got me an idea. And then flash forward, uh, Bobby wanders in. <laughs> I don't know where this is. I guess this is underneath that abandoned church or Clay, you seem to think it was part of an insane asylum. Well, they well they say the 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 building where uh, all of Bobby's uh, team is publicist, etc., and the, mm -hmm. the the wife, the whole end. They say at some point in some passing line of expositional dialogue that they're at some abandoned insane asylum. Okay, right. like sure. uh, Gibson figures that out. He's like, oh, they're at the abandoned insane asylum and then that's how they run they run over there and they i don't know that's that's why i kept referring it to as that they don't do a there's no establishing shots there's no atmosphere no. there's no way to no there's nothing you could you can't really tell that it's no, no, no. an insane no, no. asylum you don't come to saw for establishing shots that is not <laughs> something this film ever wants to deliver uh we kind of cross town to gibson and jill in which gibson in one scene calls Jill crazy, not once, not twice, six fucking times. Oh, uh, this movie loves calling yeah. Jill all kinds of C words. Yes. <laughs> this scene has the distinction of being perhaps the worst acted scene of the movie. <laughs> well, I think, I think it's in competition with the very next part because uh, what, Gibson's uh, partner, I don't know, wanders in and says gibson this dvd was just delivered here for jill oh okay hold on but this is this is the punchline to this joke where she's like i'm worried they're gonna find us and gibson is like it's a safe house it's a safe house right your stand it's safe it's a safe house it's safe oh my god you crazy 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 and he walks out and she, the, the girls immediately like, they know where we are. They know where they are. They, <laughs> they sent a guy over in the world's oldest Tercel with uh. this DVD, which was my experience of everything being delivered to my house here in the industry uh, before the internet uh, made that, uh, eliminated that for, from contention. So they decide, let's take Jill back to the police station. Like, why did they even move her, move her in the fucking first place? I'll never know. 
cut bank again the way the production design is i fully thought they were in the same i fully thought they were still in the police station until he said we're in a safe house every every wall (laughs) in sonsville usa is painted the same green it's like the town only got one kind of paint and like well what are you gonna paint this wall green well what are you gonna paint your baby's room green what are you gonna paint the cafeteria green everything's green so they 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 go back to the police station and then bobby wanders down a hallway to find uh his publicist nina and we're informed by uh billy the puppet that nina has a key attached to a fish hook that is in her tum-tum and bobby will have to pull it out while she remains quiet otherwise four poles will jab into her neck these fuckers know how fish hooks work right because the whole point of a fish hook is you can't pull it out of something because it's a hook I, I, my favorite, my favorite part of this whole uh, this whole scene is, you know, also like he, he's also an electronics designer because if you if you if you you raise your voice over a whisper, it'll mm-hmm. it'll 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 speed the whole process up. But she'll die that much faster. And this woman cannot stop screaming for more than like, you know, a nanosecond. And again, Gina, when, if someone drags a fucking fish hook out of my tum tum. I'm screaming too. Well, no, but, but, in- but that's the thing. It's like, you know, th- that's the problem with, with, with these movies for me. It's just, you know, she's screaming. He's yelling at her to shut up. She's screaming. He's yelling at her. It's just, it's just like 95% of this movie is people just screaming. And it's yeah. like, I, I guess people enjoy that i i don't know i mean i i realize that the idea of the 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 primary reason people watch these movies is to watch people you know you get their shit fucked up and i and i and i and i get that but just the 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 the, the shrillness level of 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 these movies as they're just like you know you know get me out of here i'm trying get me out I'm trying. It's just just so repetitive. Truly. Do people ever just like black out from shock? (laughs) I feel like in lots of these situations, particularly that one, I feel like I would just, just, just go into like a shock, a shock blackout coma. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Like there's one time, like I have my appendix burst um, inside my body. And they had me stand up to take an x-ray and the world went white. Like, I don't remember shit that happened after that. And that was just an organ saying, I'm very upset with you. Right. It was not someone dragging a goddamn fish hook out of my stomach. The only pleasure I got out of this entire sequence was the fact that the the actress playing Nina here was also the principal in Disney's zombie musicals. And so I was like, oh, this is revenge. This this makes sense to me. <laughs> I had to sit through all three of those multiple times because my kid loves them. So that that made it all worthwhile for me. No one else yeah. here, but well, just I, me. This scene, and again, and again, so this is my very first experience with the Saw movies. And like I said, I sort of liked that, that glass box, uh, dark irony, the two mm-hmm. guys who are getting who are part of the un you know unaware love triangle 
teaming up to let the girl like that's kind of it's it's very nihilistic but it's sort of very very darkly funny the effect was good when she gets her guts cut open and her Mm -hmm. intestines are spilling out like that's all it was brightly lit and like you said the blood is like candy colored and it's it's all just like i was like oh this is kind of gory fun practical effect neat this is this is okay uh (laughs) this thing where there's no effect to it there's no magic trick to it there's no practical blood and guts and it is just as gina said people screaming and the slow pulling of the 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 um you know rope out of the Mm -hmm. throat like there's there's no pleasure to be derived from this. This is just yeah. deeply, un, deeply unpleasant. Yeah. I don't know why Bobby pulls up his sleeves. <laughs> You're it's not going to reach down her fucking throat, dude. <laughs> um, and there's just what the problem I have with a lot of this is that in these traps, there's no way to actually win. In my mind, a trap only works if there's a legitimate chance you could get out of it then there's some tension to it but here there's no fucking way he's going to be able to drag up that fish hook with a fucking key on it and then he actually does and he fumbles with the fucking lock and then she dies give me a fucking break it's stupid yeah well that's Uh, why that first kill is good is because there is a solution you have to make a choice someone's gonna die but there is a there's a dramatic beginning middle and end to that to that scene, which makes it satisfying. Yeah. This kind of thing is just purely nihilistic. Uh, so now, now we get another flashback and here, here's the reason for the season. Y'all, this is the scene that made me want to do this particular movie. And that is a flashback to Bobby's book signing where Johnny jigsaw shows up <laughs> to attend this book signing. What appears to be a redressed, Sonsville PD station set with paintings and a house plant handed because it's the exact same setup. It's the same walls. It's the same corner. There's no different. They just redressed it. But the best part is that Johnny Jigsaw shows up in a backwards fucking ball cap and hoodie. Like he's attending a Nickelback concert later. It's incredible. It's incredible. Are, are there intentional jokes in these movies or we've no? never seen one. We have not witnessed the intentional joke here. They're very humorless. Why he's shown up in five shades of gray. I don't know. Even his jeans are too baggy. This man is in his sixties for fuck's sake. Why does he look like he works for a moving van company and he just broke your most expensive land? It, it's, it's not, it's, he's in his 60s and he's also supposed to be fabulously wealthy. <laughs> right, but he's soups undercover, uh, Gina. That's He's trying to hide yeah. because he, he's so famous from being on the cover of Architecture Today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's trying to fit in and look like a guy who would go to a book signing. Right. <laughs> and you don't want to wear something too tight or yeah. too form fitting to a book signing. You want yeah. to keep it loose. You want to have as many gray layers as you could possibly have yeah. and make sure that it probably smells like a rotting pig head. That's my guess. Uh. <laughs> Gina, what, who decided in the saw, you know, the, the, conglomerate of real deep thinkers 
putting on these movies that they should dress this man up like a teenager to go to a fucking book signing. Part of me is, is he supposed to have had the cancer at this point? Well, he's got a full head of hair by the looks of it because it's peeking out the back. Oh, okay. Makes him look like the, the bassist from Puddles of Mud. Because I, I thought maybe that it's just supposed to be, oh, his, you know, his clothes are too big now because he's lost a bunch of weight and he's wearing mm. he's wearing the hat because he's losing his hair. Yeah. But it, it wouldn't surprise me if they were trying to do that and then just half-assed it because a lot of the stuff is half-assed. I think they half-assed, half-assed it. it, which is why they have redressed the police station as a, pl- as a bookstore without any fun fucking books in it gina i i'm hoping that's just how tobin bell dresses and they got all the way they got all the way through the entire take and nobody noticed that he hadn't been sent to wardrobe yet and they were just said fuck it (laughs) are you going to put me in a suit or uh, something really i'm not going to wear a cloak or something like that actually tobin what you have on works for us you look great Let's let's pancake you right. and get you to set, baby. We don't want you shiny. Actually, actually, Everything can, has to be the same color. Actually, Tobin, you're almost perfect. Uh, can you? Can someone bring me some black gaff tape? We need to Greek out the FUBU logo. But otherwise, <laughs> <laughs> otherwise, you look great. Just let's, like let's pixel- turn that ball cap backwards because there's a rip curl uh, logo. Just, on the just front pixelating of it. the logo like they used to do, like the real MTV's <laughs> like the real it's world. A rap video. <laughs> Like he's on cops. <laughs> oh my God. So it was worth it for that. Y'all uh, cut to uh, Bobby's. I don't fucking know. Lawyer. Anyways, she's caught in a machine where it raises her up like the bride of Frankenstein and will pierce her eyes and mouth with sharp poles. This one confused me. I didn't understand how this one worked at all. I, I don't know either. So it, it keeps raising her. And the only way out of it is he has to do a lift up a squat machine. And you're thinking, well, I mean, it's very heavy, but you should be able to do this because, you know, at least you're able to use your whole body. The difficulty is that there are two more sharp poles that are poking and poking and poking them on either side, the higher he lifts it up. And he has to lift it up to the point where there's a circuit breaker and it stops the electricity from going to the thing that will get her eyes with the poles. I'm sure there's a better way to explain that, but I don't have the, that, that's about, that, that's about right. Anyways, he fucking, he fucks it up. He fucks it up. He fucks up everything. And again, someone should be able to fucking survive. Yeah. I just feel yeah. like, if no one lives, then you're just waiting for people to die. And she didn't do anything other than take a job. I, I just, we have really hit the bottom of the barrel for the reason for multiple right. people to die. Well, I think that that uh, at least for the the first three people, because there's a there's a guy that pops up too. Like one's his lawyer, one's his handler, which I don't know why a, a guy on the you know, who wrote a, you know, a self-help book needs a handler, but, mm-hmm. uh, that, that they're, that, that they're in on it, that they, they, they know he's, he's lying about this, but the wife doesn't. 
because yeah. my favorite part about the scene with the wife is how she's arguing with him. I can't believe you lied to me. <laughs> well, there, and this is something. Now, granted, this is something. This is this is a trope in a lot of uh, action horror movies where you know a character is trying to stop in the middle of all this chaos to to have an argument or yeah. or, or a, a heart to heart with you know with their you know their significant other or their parent and nobody ever says hey can we talk about this later you know right you know, yeah. so again more, more screaming you know back and forth there's this whole thing where bobby's handler his dirtbag friend kale gets blindfolded with a a, a cable with a wench around his neck and <laughs> They got really lazy on this. This guy's like hung himself. Yeah. And like he fucking would have made it. But one of the planks snaps that he's been guided. Like that's not even fucking fair. Like I just don't. I like that one though. That was one of my favorites just because it was visually different. They actually had to build Mm. a new set to do like right. I like it's it actually was that one was reminiscent to me of the escape room movies which I have a soft spot oh, yeah. for I sort of enjoy the escape room movies I think the escape room movies are the right kind of junk version of this and actually show a lot more imagination oh you oh, know absolutely they're they're way more fantastical and as a result they're not quite as samey um and they're they're my kind of of saw movie i guess if we're gonna put it that way or i guess they're all derivative of cube in some way shape or form but you know cube and like final destination too not that you know it's a different uh it's not a person exacting setting up traps but it is that same sort of rube goldberg the point of the scene is how are the mechanics of this thing going to unfold you know to kill this person Yes, but I think in Final Destination, there's so much more imagination. Oh, to them. Again, God. yeah, um, so, so much. So, uh, the tragic backstory here is that uh, behind Gibson being involved and why an IA uh, detective is 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 being placed in the middle of this murder investigation, is that Hoffman killed an unhoused guy who jumped Gibson, and then this happened at an abandoned warehouse that has a name. Like, don't all abandoned buildings tied to dirty cops have names? I guess. I guess. Uh, anyways, it, it's referred to as the sunrise, and that's how he fucking finds it. And so this is where they find a different clue that might get Gibson closer to Hoffman, but it's all just fucking bullshit. Um, then we learn that Bobby, to be able to get to his wife, has to uh, get past the door that has a four-digit code but the digits have been etched onto his molars. So that means he has to pull them out. And apparently, Gina, so wait, 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 apparently does Hoffman have a, 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 like a, a, a dentist, uh, dentist drill. <laughs> yeah, sure. Sure. Oh, don't we all have a spare dentist drill that we can just etch molars whenever we fucking feel like it? I, I guess. Sure. <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ. And I guess his head is, I, I think the only reason he isn't bleeding full time is that his teeth are the only thing keeping blood inside his body because when he's trying to pull these out and I'm not saying it isn't a bloody business pulling out a tooth, but it's literally like a, the SNL Julia child sketch level of blood. Oh, yeah. coming it, it, it's out like, of his it's mouth. like just pouring out of his mouth. 
it's like it's it's like if he pulls a tooth that someone just presses the lever on an icy machine and it just pours <laughs> blood out continuously out of his mouth so he we this goes on for five fucking minutes of him pulling his goddamn teeth um and then yeah. cinematic we, bliss <laughs> just what everyone you know came to see yeah but um i think there's more blood of him pulling those teeth than the guy who had to peel his back skin off it's just it's a lot of blood speaking of there's a fake wall back at that auto body shop and as a result um they uh find all one of hoffman's many many underground layers and this is where i kind of had to wonder does Hoffman have a deal with the local Best Buy? Because the amount of TV monitors he has to buy should send up red flags to somebody that he is a serial killer. I mean, he's got deals with with Best Buy. He's got deals with the local, uh, you know, Iron Forge. Right. Yeah. And he's he's got that pipeline of knockout gas that he's he, using. All you know, obviously and, he's got a, he's got a deal with, with the Home Depot for all those like chains sure. and, and, and you know, yeah. all those straps and hoists. Look, yeah. that's how doers get more done. <laughs> <laughs> so Bobby's wife is trapped with a chain around her ankles and her her uh, neck. And uh, Bobby is then told that he will have to hoist himself up by his pectoral muscles as he wrote about in his book and connect two ends of an electrical cord to save his wife's life. Meanwhile, Detective Rib Roast has pulled a Michael Myers H2O and he has swapped himself out for a corpse in a body bag to transport himself from one end of, of town to Sawsville PD, which is, I guess, a masterful stroke of genius. You know, if it weren't for the fact that Sonsville PD is filled with many, many other armed police officers. But okay. Uh, yeah, sure. but I tell you what, Patrick, they have real soft, real, real soft skin under their chins. <laughs> and and, and uh, he's, just, he's just sneaking around, you know, in his sock feet, apparently. <laughs> even though even though he's like about six foot four, about 250, just like. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Tickle, tickle. And what is his deal with stabbing people underneath the jaw? Like what? What? It's, it's one thing to do it once. It's another thing to do it twice, but four fucking times is a lot of people stabbed under the jaw. And you never, I don't remember seeing the blade. I feel like props forgot to bring the knife (laughs) and they're like, just make a fist and act like you have a knife. (laughs) (laughs) We'll just fold it's a in. lot of sound effects yeah. and uh, <laughs> magic and illusion. Um, yeah. So, and meanwhile, back at back at the place that he uh, he set up, it's actually a trap. And Gibson and two other cops who were just doing nothing, they get gunned down by a maximum overdrive style automatic machine gun, which asks the question: Is that the machine gun for maximum overdrive? Just sitting, just sitting in the back of a prop Possibly. department somewhere. Yeah, retired and brought out of retirement specifically to gun down three more people. Like he's pulled out of retirement. I'm just imagining Vince Gilligan watching this movie and being like, mm, "Yes, <laughs> this is how I'll end my 
my my epic series. <laughs> this scene has inspired me. Yeah, he he, so. he, he, has, he picked up this this uh, this machine gun from from the military base down at Fort he's Saw. Like, yeah, he's like, wait a minute, <laughs> skinheads, automatic machine guns. I've got it. I've got the fifth season of Breaking Bad. <laughs> Who knew? Thank you saw the final chapter. <laughs> you know what? It wouldn't put it put put it past him. But uh so uh the there's a bunch of SWAT members who are, you know, like every Saw movie that we've seen, doing dick all to save lives. They get gassed up in a fucking hallway, and who knows where that hallway is in that in that underground lair. And again, far be it from me to outthink the great detective jigsaw. But if I were Bobby, why wouldn't you just stand on the fucking hooks and haul yourself up? Oh, hot and damn. then grab the 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 cords and put them together. Why play by the fucking rules? I mean, assuming that now now if you recall in part 4, what made that uh-huh. particularly incomprehensible was <laughs> that we are we are watching Two different things happening in two different timelines at the same time. Yeah. So, you know, are we to assume that what is happening with Bobby is happening at the same time that that Hoffman is, you know, sieging this police station and and kidnapping Jill and, and nobody's actually watching to make sure Bobby does this this, you know, what he's told to do. I, I think that is a legitimate question, but given the, the state of affairs that we find ourselves in, and it's never revealed to be on any sort of separate timeline, they are happening at the same time because Gibson does go from that crime scene to the other crime scene. So they are happening concurrently. Um, so, yeah, no, I mean, he doesn't know no one's watching. But again, like, just take guys a, like, just take oh, a you're chance. piercing your feet instead of your fucking pectoral muscles. Like, at least you fucking tried. But, like, there's no way this is going to fucking, this is another yeah. trap where it's not going to fucking work out for you. Um, And I just think that's fucking cheating. If I'm coming to this, you should, I cannot believe we have been talking about this for an hour and 45 <laughs> fucking minutes. We're sorry. We lied about how long this is going to take. Uh, you, I, <laughs> This is the first time I've looked at the clock. We've never gone this long ever. No, we have. Patrick, we we have. Just not happening about, to that's, me. That's not about a Saw movie. We we have a couple <laughs> times before. I feel like every time I'm a guest on a podcast, at some point they go, "Oh my god, we've never gone this long," <laughs> and I'm starting to 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 recognize a uh, you know recurring factor in all of in these yeah. you instances. you may be the wild factor you you, you have a lot of questions uh, we want to answer them as best as we can so i had so many questions <laughs> uh whether or not we answered them that's uh, uh that's another we, we, question we tried we tried yeah so kaufman or hoffman Kaufman, Kaufman hoffman <laughs> kills six cops four of them under the throat for some reason and then uh, shoots another guy through the eyeball, and but never checks that Jill isn't armed when he enters her jail cell, and she stabs him in the neck. But for reasons I cannot tell you, he never bleeds from he, the he's neck. Basic, or he's seems he, to be he's basically by that. We, I think we've discussed it where he's basically Frankenstein's monster. Like 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 <laughs> right. you know he just kind of like you know you know, barely makes it through doorways. 
you know, does does not seem to be capable of feeling pain. You know, mm-hmm. do, doesn't doesn't you know? I, I guess he you know lost all his blood when he ripped half his face open, and also really didn't react yeah. much to that. Well, he lost yeah. all of his blood there, and as as Patrick has pointed out in his various uh, you know uh, appearance based monikers, he does look like he just stepped out of several hours in a meat smoker. <laughs> so. <it's, laughs> It's possible he doesn't have any blood left in his he body. He might be dry aged <laughs> is, is what it comes down to. Whether it's for 30 yeah. or 45 days, we can't say. No, the um, only thing me- the only thing in or on him is some like teriyaki glaze. <laughs> <laughs> he does look sticky and sweet. Yeah, I think that's an accurate description. Uh, meanwhile, Joyce, uh, Bobby's wife, gets cooked alive for the <laughs> sin of existing. <laughs> That's like so this sucks. Brutal. Joyce innocent, <laughs> Gina. Joyce innocent. Oh, Joyce totally innocent. Oh my god. So the pig, the pig imagery is like a recurring thing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Because this, like he, this, this was the other good part of the movie is this thing's dragging her neck down. You think it's just going to be, I don't know, or her neck gets ripped off or something. And then it's this. These sides come up and it creates this gigantic pig shaped like iron uh fucking oven thing yes and then she just gets fabulous to death like why does she get the worst death of everybody it oh. fucking sucks that's wild yeah i mean she's she's punished <laughs> she's punished for her poor taste in men yeah well shouldn't we all so um thank goodness the sawsville pd has kept one of uh, all the old traps in one room so that by the time <laughs> That he, uh, that uh, that Hoffman kidnaps Jill yet again because she's such so terrible at hiding, despite the fact she's very comfortable in yoga pants. Uh, he knocks her out. He puts her in one of those uh, reverse bear traps. And I and from what I gathered on the internet, apparently this is the first time we've ever seen a reverse bear trap actually go off. Like oh, yeah. It's always been a threat up until this point. We, we've never actually seen it happen. So her face opens up like a flower and weirdly enough, less blood than pulling your own molars out. But again, sure. Why not? So detective rack of ribs <laughs> gets is gotten away with it. So he goes back off to his other location you know, there's a another Billy the Puppet just sitting there. So how many fucking puppets did they make? And gathers up all the available cash in the safe and lights the joint on fire. And you're thinking, hey, he's finally gotten away with it. He's going to go off to Rio or whatever the fuck you do after all this. Yeah, he's going to go enter himself in a rib competition. <laughs> sure. <laughs> makes perfect sense. And uh, then he's a, he's assaulted by three people in pig heads. Whoa, 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 what? There's multiple pig head guys. One of them is Brad. The other one is Brian from the opening of the movie. And the yes. third one, everybody, with a cane, Dr. Larry, everyone's favorite character. He's back, baby. And we learn that for all the movies, whether we've watched them or not, whenever uh, whenever Jigsaw needed someone to surgically do something, he called upon Dr. Larry. And then when Jill delivered that 
evidence videotape, it turned out to be to Dr. Larry. And so he has been given specific instructions and they are, if something happens to Jill, then do something to Hoffman. And my question to the both of you is, why fucking wait for something to happen to Jill? Something's been happening to Jill for the last two movies. Why not yeah, just fucking you, step in and end it? If him? you think that Hoffman is a threat, you yeah. know, why, why, why wait? Yeah, you're right. I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a stupid question. I mean, she died in a horrific manner. Right. Yes. He needed, he needed uh, Hoffman to, to do this movie. He needed Hoffman <laughs> but, to but, do but the but rest of seemed, the movie. But he seems to have a, 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 an endless supply of people willing to do his dirty work for him. Jigsaw has a fucking posse. I, I don't know like why he, you need to go with Frankenstein's monster unless unless you, you're you're looking for <laughs> you know, sheer brute strength. This is the grand reveal and you learn that, that that Dr. Larry's been a part of it this whole time and he and Tobin Bell uh, have a very special relationship and he's been sending notes to Hoffman and a whole yeah. bunch of bullshit. It would have been and, great if during this montage, this is a montage of just like, as you said, I figured this out because I'm a smart guy, but all different <laughs> things from the previous movies. But it would have been great if in between these little snapshots of uh, Carrie Elwes inserting a key into someone's cheek or whatever. If there was just like him and Tobin Bell like fly fishing or something. <laughs> yeah. Just watching movies and they'll throw back their heads and laughing. And, yeah. and you know, <laughs> the bo- they're sharing a bowl of popcorn. Yeah, just, you know, right. you know clinking wine glasses together. S- skateboarding. <laughs> On a on a tandem bike with one another <laughs> smiling. Jogging in slow motion down the beach, you know, man. <laughs> Just that whole naked gun turtles montage. Sharing, sharing, a, sharing a hot dog and spraying each other with condiments. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. So it ends where it begins, and by ends, there's two more fucking movies. Uh, inside of that dirty bathroom where his his chained foot is still there. The mummified <laughs> remains of his chained foot. I love, I love, I love, how, I love how, he, how he like he like flings the bone saw towards the audience. Like, here, take one of these. How do you like that? <laughs> Here's a 3D effect for you that will mean nothing in 2D. And so he just locks him in this place chained to a fucking pipe and that's it. And he's like game over and it's the end of the movie. And I have to assume the people just stood up and slow clapped for like 17 minutes. Like they do in con at the end of <laughs> yeah, the screening. It's a pretty, it's a pretty muted, uh, 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 you know, revenge for the guy who, you know, you know, rips your boss's wife's face in half. Right. You know, you you yeah. you think he'd get something a little more elaborate than just being locked in a room and left there? I think the I think the revenge is he doesn't get anything elaborate at all. Like he, he just, just like star he just starves to death. death. <laughs> I sure. Or he's gonna have to like eat that corpse that's sitting next to him. He's either gonna eat the corpse or he's gonna have to eat parts of himself. And if he's eating parts of himself, Gina. He's going to live forever. Oh, uh, yeah. And then slow roasted. Mm. Oh, yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Them's good eating. So 
There you go, folks. We actually so we spent 20 minutes longer than talking about this movie than an actually than the actual movie. <laughs> that should be illegal. I'm sorry. And yet it was all gold. It was all gold. You'll spend like you'll spend like five minutes editing this. <laughs> so it is time for us to play a little game, and that is called Choose Your Own Death Venture. And that's where we decide of the many many deaths in this film if you were to choose one of those ways to die which one would it be and why up for bid we have you know keep a running towel on you baby here we go sliced in half by blade for dating two guys at the same time crushed by speeding car tire to the face arms and jaw ripped out by speeding car run over by speeding car back glued to the seat but you're still killed by the car crash that sends you through your already broken windshield into a second broken windshield. Fall into some lawnmower blades. Get burnt to death at a gas station. Um, throat poked with big poles. And you got a fish hook pulled out of your throat just for fun. Uh, pierced through the eyes and mouth with more sharp poles. Hung by cable. Shot from behind by cop mowed down by possessed machine gun stabbed under the jaw one of four ways gassed in hallway neck snapped eye shot out uh burned alive in a very heavily constructed oven for no fucking reason die by reverse bear trap bleed out or starve to death inside of an abandoned bathroom Oh boy, Clay, you are our guest, and that means you get to go first. Well, I think, Patrick, you missed one. Die of embarrassment from showing up to a book signing in an absurd <laughs> outfit, an absurd age-inappropriate outfit. My apologies um, to Mr. Tobin Bell. Uh, I feel like it's kind of a cop-out to choose one of the just sort of random get shot in the face or stabbed under the chin deaths. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to limit myself to one of the, one of the trap killings. Okay. I would have to say I can't do th- getting the thing pulled out of the throat seems awful. The, the, the yeah. skin glued to the chair seems really, really bad. Yeah. 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 Uh, anything where there's that sort of anticipatory buildup seems like the worst part of it. I would have oh, to I go. I don't know. I feel like, uh, the dream death, the getting quartered. I feel like that's a pretty instantaneous. <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, you know, you're a little bit freaked out, but that's over quick. And then honestly, I feel like pain wise mm-hmm. in terms of the sort of drawn out ones, the girl at the beginning who gets her, her stomach just kind of cut open by a saw. I feel like that's a, that's a localized pain. You could really like clinch and you're <laughs> like, I feel like, I feel like that one would be, would be okay. Right. I don't know. Get, get, getting your, fa- I'm also just curious how long it takes to die with some of this stuff. Cause like getting your face peeled open in both directions, I guess, is that an instantaneous? Maybe that's another like shock death. Yeah. I'm not entirely yeah, sure. I, I assume, I assume your brain goes bye bye pretty quick, but you would also, you know, bleed out. Like, I don't well. want to deal with this. But I, the, yeah. the, the gal who gets sawed in half by that saw blade, because she's hanging upside down, like I think the blood loss there would take you out pretty quickly. Yeah, but she's that, gone numb. I think she goes numb pretty, pretty fast. But the, of course, now, are you going to look as good as she does in that pink top and bra combo? Like, I can't tell you how many times 
two different men have been in love with me at this point. <laughs> um, so that's yeah, the situation, not, you know, not exactly down to the, mm-hmm. down to the letter, but I've been in that situation. No, I haven't. Okay. I don't know. No, it's, um, yeah, I, I feel like that would be, I think that's, and also I will say, I will say for this movie, I didn't watch the 3d version. Um, but there's a lot of good goopy practical death gags in this in this movie when people are getting their heads split open or their limbs ripped off or their faces crushed by tires or this girl's mm. getting her guts spilled uh, there was some stuff in this that was like okay that's there you go there's some like old school savini-esque ingenuity going on here i'm liking this now it sounds like patrick there's m- maybe some added cgi shit that the, maybe they took i don't know what your experience was gene i think we watched the same version but it didn't seem to me like there was that much extraneous cgi crap in this movie so i don't know if it just didn't ping when you're watching the 2d or if they kind of just took it out for the 2d i'm not i'm not entirely sure but i was i was pleased with the practical effects overall i i can tell you that i will never be watching it in 2d so i will <laughs> there's never no way know. to know yeah <laughs> So uh, that will remain a mystery from now until time eternity. If you're aware, if you've seen both versions, first of all, are you okay? Secondly, let us know on one of the socials. If you've seen both uh, versions, first of all, you should turn yourself in immediately. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Gina, what say you? You know, yeah, I'm, I, it's going to be disappointing if I do my usual, I'll just, you know, just shoot me in the head or something. I want to go quick. Um, I actually think that Jill's, uh, you know, entire head being split open. I think that's probably a pretty, pretty quick death. Cause I mean, that looks like her entire damn like jaw comes off and like the, they do yeah. like you, she, she's kind of like, you know, laid over like a Pez dispenser. Um, <laughs> Now, I, I don't particularly, you know, want to be, you know, have my head knocked into a desk and call the C word before I go. But, but right, yeah, yeah. you know, but generally speaking, as far as, you know, time when I'm realizing I'm about to die to when I actually die, uh, that seems to be like the quickest. So I'm I'm yeah. going to I'm going to take that. Yeah. Uh, all of these are terrible. So I, I'm just going to take being run over by a speeding car. Um, yes, there's some. There's anticipation to it, but when it happens, it is pretty fast. Plus, I will finally have gotten a, a, a haircut that reveals what a great bald head I have. Uh, I've been, I, I did have to shave my head into a Picard once for a stage production, and I was told by multiple people I've got a head for baldness. So. <laughs> Uh, that has not happened. Uh, I still, to this day, have a luscious head of hair. Uh, knock on wood. Uh, and I hope that continues. But, you know, I could probably pull off that skinhead look if I absolutely needed to. Uh, no, I don't want to be a skinhead racist sucks die. Anyways, um, that just about does it. Josh Hollis does all of our artwork and Revenge Body does our theme and all the remixes. Go to RevengeBodyMemphis at Bandcamp.com to get this theme and all of the others. Uh, let's do some plug-in clay. Tell our people on the show where they can find you and what you do. Oh my goodness. So yeah, I'm on, uh, I'm on Twitter at Clay Keller, same thing, letterboxd and Instagram, the show, the podcast, which Patrick, you were just on recently is called yes. screen drafts. 
where we bring on uh, people to competitively collaborate in the creation of screen-centric best-of lists. Basically, we have people not doing a fantasy draft where you draft things onto your own team and then you compare teams. This is basically like people who are all working on the same team having to collaborate in creating a single best of list using alternating picks and vetoes and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. Uh, So if you, if you're into, to movie chat, if you're into uh, strategy, light gamesmanship, uh, it's a fun game. We, we have a good time. We recently just did an entire month of horror drafts uh, in October, which we called scream drafts uh, month. And one of those was the top 13 best high school horror movies. Patrick, was one of the players on that show along with Winter Mitchell and Renee Beaver uh, and uh, quote unquote April Wolf uh, <laughs> via her her proxy, my co-host Ryan Marker. Uh, so anyway, that's called Screen Drafts. We have a Patreon as well, but uh, we got an episode every week, all kinds of fun stuff. I don't know. Oh, you said this is going up around Thanksgiving, right? Yes, Thanksgiving, yes. So fresh in the feed uh, will be the MCU Phase 4. Oh, wow super draft uh so everything and for the first time ever we are including television series alongside movies wow so everything in the everything up through not wakanda forever everything up through the guardians of the galaxy holiday special <laughs> uh is going to be ranked uh in, in phase four with um uh, Adam B. Very from Variety, uh, Chancellor Agard used to be at Entertainment Weekly, Devin Kogan, who's at Entertainment Weekly, uh, and Lewis Peitzman, who actually, I don't know, he used to be at Vulture. I don't know where he is now, but those are the GMs for that one. Uh, and that's going to wow. be going to be a hoot. And then coming up in January is an entire month of Steven Spielberg related episodes. Nice. Excellent. Uh, so, yeah, that's what's coming up on screen drafts. Uh, it was an absolute pleasure to be a part of it. A a true dream uh, come true. Uh, I, I love the show and I think it's a fun way to talk about movies and you have such great guests and it was an absolute pleasure to be part of it. I hope I acquitted myself reasonably well. Oh, thank you. No, it was an, it was a, a delight, a delightful, delightful group. And of course our mutual friend w- winter Mitchell uh, brought you on board. And I thought uh, a, a, a perfect, perfect idea. It was a delight to have you as <laughs> that's a that's a fun episode i encourage everybody to check that one out absolutely gina where can people find you on these here internet i write about movies and television at the spool.net uh by the time this goes up i i will have reviewed a true horror movie uh which is a christmas story christmas uh <laughs> which i i foolishly threw myself on like a hand grenade just because i was going by the teaser and thought how bad could it be and then i i saw the trailer and the full trailer and i was like mm, pretty bad as it turns out <laughs> uh so look out for that uh i have a sub stack in which i also write about uh movies and television and pop culture in general that's gina watches things dot substack.com that's g-e-n-a and uh in the very waning days of twitter uh and instagram i am there under gina does things uh you know where to find us people uh you know we're on all the socials we got a patreon we're doing fun things over there including our initial trip here at the end of this month into the world of camp crystal lake something we've never talked about before friday the 13th we're gonna be doing commentary episodes for that and of course uh our uh main episode uh that has already dropped we talked uh about 
a Starsky and Hutch episode in which they hunt a vampire. <laughs> so very much on theme for Kill by Kill, uh, the weirdest TV episode that we could possibly find. And we talked about it and it was very, very funny. So check it out. Please rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you uh, rate or review podcast. Um, you know, it really helps us be seen and heard by more people. And we would appreciate it if, if you would do that. If you said, I've already done that. Well, if you're going to be gathered near your family, grab their phones and use their logins to rate and review us. Uh, I, I, listen, there's no rule against it. Like a dog playing basketball, you can just do that shit. No one will stop you. Uh, that's what that's your your the game that you need to play. Uh, but don't worry, folks. The body count will continue for myself and for Gina and for Clay. Bye, bye, everybody. Bye.